Okay, today's daf is the final daf in Mesech Tekilayim, and then, and, uh, then Mr. Shem, tomorrow we'll begin Mesech Tashvit to answer your question. Um, this is now, now we're learning, uh, we'll go from the back from the Gemara. So in the Mishnah, we saw firstly that he starts saying Isu is Tavui Va'arig. Tavui is spun and Va'arig is woven. Then it also mentioned the concept of shutness, shua tavoi venoz. Shua seems to be like it's combed together, the different fibers. So we said that's like in the case of felting. Tavoi is also when it's spun and noz, we said the different expression, but that is that when it's woven. So even importantly, Rechaim Derech says, it says, also says, v'chim kashar beged or tafran la beged, if it's been it's sewed against the cloth, biachad or davkan, even glued together. Um, or sharchutim in other ways that could also be considered like this part of the problem of nuz. Okay. Now, when the Gemara says, like we tried to do yesterday, nitni sha'az velo nitni tani, there's lots of explanation exactly what the question is happening in the Gemara here. One understanding is, is that, well, firstly, why does a Torah, one understanding, why does a Torah need to say shua tavoy venuz, all three? Or another understanding is not the Torah, the Torah says shutness, but why does the Gemara, why does the Mishnah have to stress all three, having already said in the beginning, Tavoiva Arig? Or the Batanura says is why we are meeting Shua and in the beginning, lots of different explanations. However, the gist of it is the same. Why do we need to mention all three cases? For example, interesting, the Rush says, why does the Mishnah need to bring examples for each of the three? For example, Shua we saw was the case of these felted slippers. Um, the, uh, the 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 nose case was a case of the where you had the edging of the garment we saw yesterday. In any case, why do we need all three? And this sugya seems the way the Reb Chaim explains it seems to fit like the Shittata Rambam that any one of the three is the Isodaraisa, not when you do all three. Let's continue. So the Gemara says. So the first question is Nitni Shua, which is a felting case, but don't and then I don't need to carry the case of the Tavui, the one of the if they're spun together. So Ilatin and Shaaz Velotaninunteni, if it was Shua and not and not Tavui, then having our men would say Tavui if it's just spun together, then it would be okay. I mean, if it was, you might think it's only if the fibers have been mixed first. So that's why the Mishnah opens, if you like the way the Rush says it, by saying and doesn't mention case Shua to, see, to teach us that even if they're spun together, these two strings, then that would be a problem. So now he says, if we've got the case of felting, felting alone seems to be a, a, a problem. So why does it need to teach us a case of weaving? Shouldn't you think Kavachomer? So we say, one and not the other. I would have said, that maybe the weaving is okay. So that's why the Mishnah brought the different case, the case of the pif, meaning the edging. Uh, we said, Now that's not exactly weaving, we explained previously, but it has the appearance of weaving. So you see that even if it's woven on its own, that would be a problem. Now it says, which is noz and not shua. Why don't we teach a case of weaving and not the case of this felting, if weaving seems to be a problem? Which is noz, which is shua, we says, having Amir would have said, Hasha, I would have thought that felting on its own is fine because it's not fabrically bound and combined together in such a substantial way. That's why Matnitid Lomrak on the Mishnah doesn't say that. Ella Halavadim mentions these felted slippers and like, Sha'asurim Mishum Shua, that they're Askum Shua. In other words, that's why we need to teach them all. This fits in nice with Chitta Rambam, that any one of these things, three things on their own would be the Isur of Kilai. Okay, that closes off what we were trying to understand yesterday. Uh, let's continue. Mishichot Shel Argaman. So this Mishichot Shel Argaman, we talked about this was like the belts 
of wool that was going to go in a robe or something of, uh, of linen. And we said that would be Asur. And we explained in the Mishnah why? Because meaning what they would do so the belt wouldn't fall off, they would do mililot. Mililot is like loose or, or, or broad stitches to combine the belt onto the, onto the garment. And that's why at the time we said that was a problem. Okay? Problem. So now we've got an issue here. It says, itani tani mutarot. And man, uh, however, we've got another teaching that said these belts would be fine. So we explain, kagon ilin tarsaya. Now, tarsaya normally means like a smith, but the Mepharshe Mishnah, the on the Daf referring to like sort of garments the, the um, weavers would wear, to machpadle, that they would, it sounds to be here, according to many of the Mepharshim here, machpadle, well, you can see the marafulda, the, um, the, uh, the uh, I think the Pnei Moshe as well, that they would mechaber the, like I explained the Mishnah, they would tie or, or stitch in the belt onto the garment. However, the hash, the, however, and, and the other case, manda mutarot hu shanatz And however, the other case, which is mutarot is when they're effectively not connected. You can say they're not connected and therefore it would slide off and therefore it's not considered one on the other is not considered a problem. However, the problem is that um, is that the parish of Reb Chaim, he says, well, you see it's not a problem at the moment, but I'm saying it contradicts what we just said. Um, he said, when they're okay, that Mishirot itani tanel surot, and it says, even if it's not stitched on, there's a shitter that says that what? That it's still asur. So manda malsurot, when is it asur? That's when duhushanatz that is pirush kosher mahad gulaguf when it's tied and tied and tightly. The einecho lifshot the et big big do beloshi atirat chaguro. Meaning the first case where it's asur, that's when it's tied on tightly in such a way that you wouldn't be able to take one off the one one off without the undoing the other. However, the, the case where it's mutar is when it's not considered tightly. Now that's interesting because if you have a look. Um, that's the way the Shnot Eliyahu explains. What have you got Eliyahu? He says, he says, this is not like the Perush Arash, the way we're explaining it now. Because the Perush Arash says, Dav gets only Asur if you stitch this belt onto the robe or the clo- clothing. However, he says, which is the way the Rev Chaim explains it. In other words, when's it Muta, when's it Asur? It depends on the nature of how you're tying it on, meaning tying the belt around you. Meaning if it was loosely tied, then it's not a problem. If you're doing it in such a tight way that there's no way of removing it without, you can't slip it off without undoing the belt, that's, this fits in with what we were saying yesterday, you, that would still be a problem. Okay? There was still a problem of kilai. Okay, now halachavav. Hatuchef tchifa achat. Yeah. If someone uh, simply does one stitch, so threads the thread from one side to the other, connecting two garments, then it's eno chibur. It's not a considered chibur, meaning chibur latuma, because when it comes to something kalim, if they're considered connected to one another, tuma touches one, the other one also is considered part of the same clip, becomes tamer as well. Also, if let's say one of them is tamer and you sew something else to it, if it's not a chibur, if it's not a chibur, something could touch the other side of the garment. The other the other garment wouldn't become not considered one garment and it would be tahor. Okay, so when is it considered a chibur? We're saying if it's just one stitching, one thread goes one side of the other, it's not a chibur. Also, it's not considered connected for the purposes of kilayim. And similarly, a shomte b'shabbos, someone pulls a thread out. It is this from gone from one side to the other on Shabbat. He would be patur. He's not over, over on the malacha. 
However, if it's stitched in and comes back again, such as the two ends on one side, we say in that case, then it is chibur, it's considered connected to the purpose of humantara. Then if one is wool and one linen, they're considered connected. You've got isur kilayim there, so you wouldn't be able to wear it, importantly. If someone pulled that thread out, he would be considered um, opposite of tofer, korev, uh, yeah? Rabbi Yehuda says, it's only a chibur if it goes in, out, and then in again, three ways, okay? And now then it adds this interesting case. Now, what does this mean? So I'll read you Reb Chaim, because uh, just make it easy for us. It says, You've got some wool, piece of wool that's connected to a sack. sack. And a piece of, of, of pishtan is connected to a kupa, which is another kli, like a box, if you like. Or something like that. And you connected the two and you connected the two together. We see you cannot cover yourself either with a sack or the kupa. Despite the fact that two different you can't really cover them or wear them at the same time. We don't say we don't say that, you know, that clears they're considered distinct kalim anymore. It would be considered kilayim kech perish arash. So now that you've got this kupa and you've got this sack, they both have, one has wool connected to it, one has linen fabric connected to it. And the two fabrics, according to Reb Chaim, supposed to the two kalim are connected. Now you might think, since there's two different kalim, that connection is not considered a chibur at all. There's no issue of kilayim. However, the way the rush explains, and this can be really important for the end of the Gemara today, he explains it, that no, they are considered still a chibur, and you wouldn't be able to cover yourself with a sack, the sack part. Let's say you're cold and the sack's on the ground, you cover yourself over, and it's sort of connected to the kupa by these two fabrics connected. We say that we don't look at it as two separate kalim. We can now look at it as we've got an issue of kilayim now, and you cannot cover yourself with a sack. Okay? I'm going to share with you the shitter of the Rambam now, um, because that leads to a very uh, important debate. Um, and because the Shittah Rambam explains this differently, when we learn the Gemara later on, it will be like the Rush. But just for your benefit now, he understands the Rambam, I'll clean the, continue the Rebbe Chaim, about that Rambam, what's the case? This is a bit like my backpack case, oh, not my backpack case, it's worse than that. In other words, you've taken some wool, you've taken some linen, and you've put them in a sack, or you've put them in a kupa. And you've tied it to sewed it up together. So they're distinct pieces still. Let's call them stuffing, to be honest, right? Like in a pillow, according to the Rambam, loyal bashita sack or ikaseba kupa. You can't cover yourself with this blanket or pillow in that way. Does the fact that they're they're sewed to and contained together in the same um in the same like sack, a sack, then have a that's quite a chidush. That we have the Isra of Kilaim, and that, by the way, leads to the discussion, for example, do you need pillows checked for Kilaim? Right? Because according to Shittat Rambam, Shittat Rambam is there's all stuff, they're all, if they're contained, they're sewed together, not coming out, it doesn't matter. The stuffings themselves, it doesn't matter they're not spun together, just being contained in the same Aram, according to Rambam, will be a problem. Um, the, it's actually interesting because uh, the, the, in, um, Reb Chaim says, that he, he, he brings Shita Rambam because uh, um, the uh, Derech Humun is a commentary on 
Rashid Rambam, and then he quotes the Rosh. There's not necessarily a problem. How he however he says, that there are those that are machmir like the Rambam to be choshesh for pillows. And it's interesting on the Star K website. I just I was just googling this because I got fascinated by it. It says pillows that state they are stuffed with unknown fabric need to be checked. Interesting, right? Whereas uh, there's another, there's an article Rabbi Belsky, Rabbi Belsky that sort of is, he takes a different position altogether. I'll share it on the group um, that he says they don't need to be because now that he brings a whole, whole, whole rationale about it, that it's, that we're not necessarily marking like the Raman, Raman's whatever. But that anyway, you can see how this, uh, this, an understanding of a Mishnah leads to a whole discussion, like a debate around, around um, you know, pillars. Anyway. But um, I'll, I'll, I might share some of these links for you in the in the thing for if you want if you're interested in halachics. But uh, obviously, ask your Rav before you start um, tearing your pillows apart. Let's continue. Rav Chenina Amar Adi Achot Kol Sitra. Now, what's what's this talking about? He understands the case where you're pulling a thread through is that it, that's when you pull it all the way through. That's why one way of explaining the sugya. So Amar Abiyane Amru Lola Reb Chenina. What are you talking about? Sevakara Vatanina. Tzevakara is like uh, like what you're doing is what you're saying is not right. But it says we said on a mission if, if it goes in and then out again, it should say not in and out. It's considered chibur. It should say until you've pulled it all the way through and pulled it all the way out. Also, he says it goes three times. You've got to pull all the way in, all the way out, and all the way in again, it should have said. And Reb Chaim, Reb Chaim says, We're going to Reb Yehuda. If in, out, in is a chibur, even if you didn't pull all the way through. And by the way, the previous case, when it says, implies that there are two bits dangling on one side, not that it's been pulled all the way through. So that's why, again, I've sort of combined a few explanations here, but that's why Reb Chanina. That's why Rav Yana said, can't be talking about it's actually pulled all the way through. Okay, now, again, lots of ways to explain this. For simplicity, now we're going to explain Rav, Rav Chaim because there's going to be more opportunity for expansion towards the end of the show. Let's continue. Here we're talking about Chibur is And Shehishchilu means you've threaded a needle. So you've threaded a needle, even if you tie the thread at the base, it's not considered Chibur one to the other. Again, importantly, importantly for the walls of Chibur for Tumah. Any Chibur, the Reb Chaim says, mahamachat, if the Machat, meaning the needle, gets becomes Tameh, ain't Achut Tameh, the, 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 the Chut itself would stay Tahor. Now it says, adding an extra word here, Reb Chaim says, you say Tafar Labeged, if it's been sewn into the Beged now, Hachut Chibur, the Chut clearly is a Chibur to the Beged. However, the Enu Chibur Lamachat, but the Machat itself is not. Why is the needle not? Because he says simply, because you're not going to leave that needle there forever. Eventually, you're going to tie it off and cut it off. So, therefore, the needle is not going to be considered the chibur connected to the posatumantara, to the beged, despite the fact that it's been sewed in. It's quite like materially, pun the pun, is, um, is still, it's quite attached. Okay, let's continue. Now, this is related to the machloket of whether if you go in and out, whether it has to be tied, okay, to be considered a chibur, meaning the ends are tied. However, the Gemara, this Gemara seems to suggest it's not like that. And it seems to be a Mishnah Brush here. I'm sure you've seen this. There's a debate where it needs to be tied or not. It says, Let's say there's a thread that's come out and you stretch out a beged 
to um to to align the to, to get the fabrics right, the threads right. I read Reb Chaim. He says, "Mamti, where is it? There's a chut inside the beged, um, and umamtiach beged. You stretch it. Let's start to stretch out the thread to bring you know, make it nice and straight. Liot habeged mechubari afed to make sure the beged is now connected nicely." That's considered Gemara Malacha because you finish on the Beged. It says. So the Gemara asks, but one second, if it's only Mishum Tof, if you're saying you have to tie it off to be considered complete, so it must be that the fact you're not Kai Mishum Kosher is because you don't need Kosher. Okay, I think the Mishnah Borah says the way to understand this is that it could be that tie, even tying it off with a Kesher She'enu Shal Kaima. Would be required for tofer. That's why you'd be chay for um, tofer and not kosher. But anyway, the gemaras, the yeshama here seems to be a conclusion that it doesn't. It, you wouldn't need to tie off the ends to be chay. Now, Reb Yudah Omar, I'm Reb Simon. Now, Reb Yudah says it go in out, in out. So, I'm Reb Simon. Timer de Reb Yehuda He says once you go three, then your malach is mitkayim. It's going to be substance. It's going to hold. Ma Reb Yehuda This sounds like she's Reb Let's go back to Masech the Shabbos. The Tanin and Taman. It says Rabbi Yosemar Ha'oreg Shalosh Chutim. If you're weaving, if you do three Batchila, then you're Chayev. Ve'achad alareg. But if you do one thread on a pre-existing uh, woven fabric, extra one that would be Chayev. Because Chachamim always say two. Okay. So it seems to be what the Rebbe is exactly like Rabbi Huda that you need three for it to be mitkayem. Okay. So we say no. So in other in other words, we can simply say, look, there's a difference in weaving and a difference between sewing. When it comes to weaving, it is only when you have three. But here, exerting the word law, according to Rabbi Mistater, that even even an in and out stitch word there will, will hold. Okay. Now back to our second kupa. Uh, this is a case of that uh, the second uh, kupa. So it's a Rebbe Simon b'Shem Rebbe Yehoshua ben Levi lo shanu elasak hasal lo. We're talking about, in other words, with a kupa, it's only a second kupa, not with a sal. Why? Because now there's two ways to understand this. Obviously, according to, according to the um, Russian Rambam, the Rush says is because get the way the Chaim says she ain't derech lechabro in sak because a sal with a sak there wasn't the way of them to do, to connect them together. A sal and a kupa, they would connect them every so often, but not, 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 not those two things. So therefore, it wouldn't be considered a one clear, wouldn't be considered a kilayim and a chibur. You look at them as being distinct. Interesting, according to Rambam, who says that we're talking about a, it's a case of stuffing, because a kupa is like a, a, a like a, sorry, a kupa, a sal is a woven basket, and it's all open. That's why it's not considered a chibur, if you want to call it that, if they're not so together. Okay. Now, eshach tani asal basak ba kupa misafim bikilayim, which seem to go against what we just said. And this is how ohalim, when it comes to tents, in by mishum kilayim, that might relate to your umbrella question you had the other day. When it comes to tents, you don't have to worry about kilayim, because v'lo amrinan, Reb Chaim says, damashi or shev tachtem, that which you're sitting underneath, them liot kilavut kilavisha, the fact you're underneath the tent is um, is like you're wearing it, mashma, that's not the case. Okay, now, Rebbe Yirmir Baye, hu ubano maukshit starfu bikilayim. Now, this is an interesting question. I'm going to read through the Gemara once, and then we're going to see it again through the, um, with, a, with the actual Beit Yosef, you'll see. There seems to be that the question here is, I'll read Reb Chaim. It says, Is it him? No, he doesn't say it. In other words, he is wearing, like, you're carrying a child. You're wearing wool. 
your son's wearing linen and you're carrying them, right? Um, so we say, hey, what's the case? He's wearing wool. His son's wearing linen. They've been tied around together, right? You can imagine, you know, they have these, uh, what are they called? Baby something or others, the baby Bjorns, whatever it is. Like we, like before they had the fancy straps and, and, and the buckles and stuff, but they just, just wrap them around. They tied, tied the baby on so they could go on a teal together. Now the question is, do we have an issue of kilai? So, um, so we say, Now what it sounds like is, it would have to be a proper Keshishur Kaim according to Rebbe Chaim. However, other Befarim say, what? This not Neshicha. The Isur of Kilaim is if the Nashucha Chad Right? Just simply around doesn't seem to be, doesn't seem to be uh, significant. That's the way I'm reading it now. You'll see how I'm going to go over this again in a minute. Rabbi Chagai Bayeh, who at more him himself. In other words, what? How can an individual? I've got one sock of wool, one sock of linen. I'm sure you've done this once before. One red sock, one blue sock. But anyway, one, uh, I've done it. Anyway, but he has one of wool, one of linen. And the question is, do we have a problem with lines? But they're not considered connected together. How they how they're biting? Why would that be even a problem? And according to the way we finish, according to the Pnei Moshe, it says, um, again, I'm going to go over this all this in a moment. Says, uh, what about uh, like, that? Doesn't make sense. And he even asks this other question. Or Reb Chaim says, this is it on the question? He's got wounds on his head. Like isplani, we say in Pavli, He's got two wounds on his head. He's got he puts one with a wool salve, another one with a linen one. Um, is that going to be kilayim? It's amravosi. I know nashuch. So in lacha aswal nashuch bilvad. The only issue is going to be when they're biting into one another. Okay, fine. That sounds like we finished, but we haven't. I'll read you first the tour. The tour has this as part of. We've got time. Yeah, we've got, we've got time. The tour has this part of the question of the second kupa, who explains the second kupa exactly like the 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 rush. So it's like, in other words, just in the case of two kalim that are sewed together in a way, and the question was, uh, are they kila, are they connected? Considered connected or not? So too, it's like a law zu avzutani, the preacher says. That it continues and says, says Avu bano mitstarfim. A son and child can mitstarf. Ketzad, what will be the case? Hulavush tzemer obono pishtan. He's wearing wool and his son's wearing pishtan. Bichiber shalo im beshel bano. And what they've been sewn together. Bishtet firot. That changes the whole look of what we just read. Vichagar chagura, and you put a belt around them. If you didn't put a rope around them, then what? Then it'd be shari. Because they're balechaim, then ifradim. So what are we saying now? How do you read the sugya? Oh, let's just continue. And then he says, huatzmoz will be kilaim. For example, he's wearing a sock on one and a sock on the other, and you've got shteit firot, and the two socks are connected for some reason with two stitching. That's the case. In other words, this is what the Gemara is doing here. Now we understand the, the, the way the, this you'll see in a minute. But as this is a continuation of the exact case in the mission of two distinct Kalim, now we're talking about two distinct people and then two distinct parts of one's body as well. Um, so therefore, when the Gemara says, the assumption is when he's carrying his son, they're, they're already tied together. So therefore, I, I read you, this is part of the Beit Yosef, Perusharash, Hahen Bahanashuch, Kolo, they're so together. They're tied around. 
that it's not enough just to be sewed. You need to wrap them around with something else. Cut up kolomashi kifa ava haben bechugura shaltzema shelo yichalku. They won't come apart. Zemize mashma im lo agile. Have they not had a belt around the two of them? Partially, the shari will be obviously be mutar in a chibur because what's going to happen? They're going to simply pull apart. Okay. So in other words, that, that's a complete, complete from view of what we're learning in the sugya. However, and, 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 he, and then he brings, however, um, as follows. However, then he brings the Rashba. The Rashba says, uh, it says, the B'Shem v'achar kach katav, v'asavor ani lomar, da'ahid avbono afilu belot chifoti, which is how we went the sugya, love the sugya. With a father and a son, even if they weren't sewn together, if you like, um, they would still be elevated. That's uh, that Gemara was asking. The only if, the question is if that if there if there's a if there, there's a belt around the two of them would it work? And the, the flow of the sugi when Rabbi says he's not saying it's a statement. He's saying it's mia. He's saying that if they're not sewn together, it's not considered In other words, what are we saying here? We're saying that the flow of the sugi is very much in parallel to the to the to the sugi that we had with sak and um, the sak and the kupa, and that in other words, just with kalim does it apply to people as well? And it sounds according whichever way you have it, whether you say that it was that initially they were sewn together or they weren't sewn together, the father and son, and whether Rabbi Yossi is asking bitmir or stating as a as a fact, it seems to be that it, that the that the two garments, either on two legs or on two people, would have to be sewn together. Now the machlok it seems to be in the rishonim, which uh, which the um, it sounds like the Torah sides with the rush is that when it's two different people, is that stitching enough of a chibur, or do you need to have also something around them to hold them together? And it seems to be the conclusion is according to the the, the, the Torah that you would have to uh, that would have to have a belt around them because a two stitching thing for two different individuals, human beings, it's just going to be parek as they sort of move in different directions. It's not going to be a substantial enough. It's stitching as well as a belt. Um, and so, in other words, that's why the end of the sugi, as we finish, is no, it's only ever Yisur Kilayv if it's Ein Ela Nashuch Bilvad. Therefore, if, if you've got the patches on your head that have to be sewn together, or if you've got two different socks for Yisur Kilayv that have to be sewn together, uh, I'm not sure practically how that would look, but it would have to be that way in order to be over in Yisur Kilayv. With that, somebody, we say, somebody, somebody who is in shekels. Sorry? Somebody with chains around his legs and wears two pairs of socks. Um, but the, but the, but they're not the two garments are machubara. His legs are chained. Yeah. Okay. But then then so they've then chained his legs and bought him new socks and haven't taken off that little uh, little the the, the the plastic thing. They, <laughs> right. they, chained, they chained his legs with pishtan. and gave him new socks. Okay. So oh, with pishtan. They changed his leg with pishtan. Okay. Changed, they, they changed okay. his leg with pishtan. No, but the pishtan we're talking about that we're talking about wool sock and linen sock being being okay, so together. They, they change his leg. He wears wooden socks and he they change his legs with with linen. Um, that 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 but that relates to the other sugya in terms of one beggar on the other. If they're close proximity, that's the beginning of the daf we said, and it's kind of that seems to be a problem. Chabers, anyway, I never realized that you don't have this problem actually when you go skiing and you put on two different pairs of socks. Yeah. Then that's where you really could have that problem. We said this. Uh, we actually mentioned this uh, in in um, I think it was yesterday's stuff as well. Exactly that case of a sock on socks on top of socks. Um, yeah, where the, and if, if it's samud, that. you can't take off one without the other. It seems it could be a problem. Yeah.
Yeah. Well, it's a good thing I'm not skiing anymore. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can buy linen socks. I don't know. Right. Okay. Okay. Sure, sure. 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 Sure.